Hit it, Phil. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh, no. It isn't the breeze. It's Jackson time. La, da, da, da. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. I am joined by friend John Henderson. John, great to hello. see you. <laughs> and we have Kathy Fuller-Seeley. Hi, Kathy. And uh, we are presenting a, a really important episode of the Jack Benny show, I feel like. Uh, this is the, I, I believe, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the one time in television where Fred Allen was able to join Jack. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There was one. Because he was gone. We lost him two years after this or something. I think he was gone in 56, wasn't he? And and so this is 50. Yes. So so this is April of 53. This is his only television appearance on The Benny Show. So yeah. Yeah. As far as Laura knows. Yeah. And and, and just talking about Fred, um, well, first for anybody that doesn't know, they they had this long-going feud between the two of them and and most of it happened almost all of it happened in radio and it was one of the best known feuds and other people tried to copy that concept because uh, one uh, fred would talk about jack on his show and jack would talk about fred on his show and they would insult each other back and forth and and sometimes appear together uh they, they ended up doing a movie kind of based on that concept as well it wasn't one of the best movies but some of their appearances together are just wonderful and and fred and what's fun is we have some of the scripts that exist from that time and it's so much fun to watch to look at the scripts and see how everything's x'd out that that fred is doing because it's so much of it is is improvised thought of in the moment and he's such so great at ad-libbing and he i think i think he loved to do that with jack because it jack was not great at ad-libbing and so then jack (laughs) flustered and that made it even more fun. Um, there's like one appearance they have. Uh, it, it's funny because their appearances are usually pretty good back and forth together. I love I love it. And certainly the back and forth between the shows is good. But they also appeared on other things together, like uh, a command performance together and that sort of thing. They've got one, I think it's a command performance that's out there. I want to say they're they're doing Christmas shopping or going to do Christmas shopping or it's around Thanksgiving. It's one of the holidays that they do with this. And they do this back and forth, and it is so funny. It is one of the, the best ones. And so um, if if you ever looking at something and you see, oh, they're guest starring together on some other show, check that out. It's always worthwhile. They bring their A material for sure. Um, anyway, this performance... This is not one of my favorite performances of the two of them together. I wish they would have had more Fred on the show. I wish it would have just been the two of them almost from the beginning of the show, riffing on each other and having fun, but it it, it doesn't play out quite that way, but it is still uh, effective and it's fun and, and, it, and it's a, a highlight for Jack, I think as well. And so it's just, it's, it's just a fun episode. Anyway, let's go over to John and see what John thought about this episode and what you like. Yeah, well, just, I mean, you can't talk about this episode without talking about the feud. Yes. And, you know, I, I must admit, and this may be, um, you know, controversial and you can disagree and that's fine. I'm not a huge Fred Allen fan, but I love when Fred Allen and Jack Benny are together. I feel like Jack, the, 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 the idea of the feud really brings the best, the funniest out of, Fred Allen, yeah. 
and them together and the the chemistry you have you can tell they're just having the time of their life and yet they both approach it from a different sort of like i don't know attitude like fred allen is very almost like serious and he's got these verbal jabs and jack benny feels like he's just struggling to like keep up and hold it together and like oh he's so frustrated i think it's so funny Yes. And uh, yeah, I love I loved this episode and uh, and to see them together. And my favorite part, which uh, may be a spoiler, so you can skip past it if you've never seen this episode, is when uh, Jack goes and he leaves the office and there's Fred Allen, who's been hiding in the closet and he's just standing there and the look on his face and just the, how it all builds to that is so hilarious you know i i loved it i thought it was so funny yes, yes. and he and he's, he's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth and you know a little bit earlier when he's hiding in the closet and they reference him and there's a puff of smoke that comes out of the keyhole <laughs> i just thought that was so funny yes i love that too i thought it yeah it's a great episode it's just in my mind i i like when i watch it i'm going I know it's the only performance they ever do together in television. And so I just wish there was a little more interaction throughout the episode. It's, yeah, like they could have like more of a, a, a verbal bout, which would have been fun for yeah. sure. Yeah, I do like how Fred Allen is willing to like make fun of himself, you know, joking about being unemployed and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And this well, one, and I, me, I was going to say, let me, let me jump on, yeah, the, on, the, on the, the Fred Allen uh quality of fred allen's show or quality of his comedy and things i i think of jack as uh sort of i don't know maybe the red licorice of comedy it's it's he's good and you want to eat more of it and and that sort of thing the fred fred allen is more your broccoli of comedy and it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a while to get accustomed to it but it's actually good for you and 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 it's enjoyable too so uh fred when i fell in love with fred is i found um a lot of fred shows unfortunately um aren't available there we know where they're at we just can't get to them with beans um but uh so a lot of his shows don't sound that great and it's not maybe his best years that are always available and things but somebody found his 1940 40, 41, 41, 42, one of those seasons. Uh, it, it's like, like right during the war. It's, it must be 40, 41 because it's during the war. And I mean, the, the, the first part's not. And so the, he starts with a siren, this loud siren, right? That goes, and then, but that's not a big piece of the show. It's just, it's just there. Well, he, was on, and, he was on for Texaco. So yes, yes. Yes. And then, but after the war starts, they get rid of that because it's too uh, scary. It sounds like a, it sounds like your town's getting bombed or something. So, so they, they, they got rid of that sound. But the bigger part is they're recorded lovely. There's just great recordings. That, and we have East and West coast of almost all of them or most of them. And so you can compare and he changes so much from East and West coast. He, Jack's when you have an East and West, a lot of times there's not a lot of changes with, Fred's show, there's a completely different feel depending on which one you listen to. And just listen to those episodes, episode after episode. It's also, uh, it's the year that he has Dennis Day with him. And 
So we had Dennis stay with him for a couple of years. And so it's neat to hear Dennis, not to stay, Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker, yes. Kenny Baker. Yeah. So he has Kenny Baker with him after Jack's show. Um, because Kenny left Jack's show and Dennis replaced him. And and uh, they're just a fun year to listen to. And it makes you, as you go, it's like kind of like when I fell in love with Jack. You start listening to his shows and you're just like, after one or two shows, you're like, okay, this is kind of interesting. This is different. This is kind of weird what's going on here. I've never seen a show within a show other than like Seinfeld or something. I don't know what to compare it to. And then you listen to 10 shows and you're like, oh man, this is great. This is one of the best comedy shows ever. And you just fall in love with it like John and I did and Kathy did. And it's just fabulous. With Fred, it probably took me 15 shows, 20 shows to really get to where I understood where Fred was coming from and just could enjoy him for being Fred, enjoy the other members of the cast. And um, Kenny Baker made it easier for me to, to, to get into too, because we're used to Kenny's comedy and, um, yeah, so so I have maybe a different level than John does of of liking that, and so John, you need to eat your broccoli. There you go. I'm glad yeah. I, I'm glad when people enjoy something that I don't. I think if Jack Benny is the red licorice, then Fred Allen is the black licorice, where old people like it inexplicably. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I I listen. I can definitely appreciate the talent of Fred Allen sometimes. And I actually, whenever he ad-libs, I love it. You know, the best Fred Allen show is when things are going off the rails and, like, things are going poorly, and he makes these little comments, and those are very funny. So, yes. yeah, I, I can appreciate some Fred Allen. And then one of the big problems with the Fred Allen show is that it's an hour long, and that's right. just too much for me. You know, I yeah. like a good short half-hour episode. Correct, correct. And then they did, of course, shorten his show to a half hour for a while. Um, it wasn't like at his, at, I don't know. It, it, I, I enjoy the half hour ones. It's just to really get the real meat of Fred, the hour ones kind of worked better for me. I felt like the half hour ones, he was kind of finally nodding to fine, fine. I will just create a show that's just funny and it's not as insightful and that sort of thing. And that's what he did for his half hours, which worked for the advertisers, loved it. And certainly in 47, he had the number one radio show in all of radio, more popular than Jack's, more popular than anybody's. And so that was great that he hit number one. He hit, he, he was on the cover of Time Magazine that year and everything. And then the next year, uh, we went up against a show that totally took him out and uh, Ended up having to to, right, to leave radio. Show. Never seen anybody go from number stop one the music. To, to leaving. Yeah, stop. You're right. Stop the music and uh, and and to go from number one in the very next year have to like uh, get canceled basically um, is, is very strange. But anyway, that's what goes. In, in, in part, they, I've seen explanations that said when he was number one, he was in a particular time slot with weak competition that year so both he was very good but he was sort of artificially you know helped by the fact that it was the very best show on True. at a very yes popular time for listening so well i believe and that's the season where he got like censored sort of live on air where they yeah. cut him off and 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 comedians all over every radio show made fun of that and so it became the talk of the town sort of thing. And so I think tuning into Fred Allen became the cool thing. Is he going to get cut off? Is he not going to get cut off? What's going to happen? 
And so that pumps his ratings up too, I think, like you say, another artificial way to pump ratings up. And the next year there was nothing to pump the ratings up. And so his fall looks so dramatic that they're like, okay, we're just done. Well, and Stop the Music was something you had to, you sent in a card and then they were going to either that, or they were going to pull something, either your card or something out of a phone book. And, and so everybody was like watching if you'd played the lottery and you needed to watch the lottery show yeah. to, to see if they were going to call your number and call you. So that, that artificially pumped up the, um, uh, uh, the ratings or the listenership to that particular game. Which were the exact kind of shows that Fred Allen would poke fun at and think were just the, the lowest quality of show out there. And it's just sad that, he, well, it's sad and ironic that that's what did yeah. his radio show in. And well, then in television, well, he never caught on like he did in radio. But I mean, he, he was on What's My Line, and that's great. I'm glad we have those episodes that exist. I was watching a What's My Line the other day where Jack appeared. And of course, Fred Allen, it was 50 three or something, 54. So Fred was still around. I was hoping that it was going to be Fred and Jack on the same show. I thought that would be really fun, but they, it was an episode that didn't have Fred Allen in it. So, yeah. Anyway, but uh, Kathy, you were going to say something else? I understand teenager. My, my wonderful graduate advisor was a teenager in the early 50s. And he said, he told me when I gave him my Jack Benny book, he said, oh, we teenagers thought Fred Allen was much cooler. And so if we were pretending to be intellectual, we would say that we, you know, that, that yeah. we listened to Fred Allen, not Jack Benny. So there are Allen fans out there. Um, I wanted to, I absolutely adore the the long Benny Allen feud, not I mean sparked by the 1937 feud, but the I think the genius uh, was continuing it for years, taking it away from um, immediate hatred each week. But the way they would write those other shows about um back vaudeville days uh, yes. about a uh, 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 a, a show would be uh, uh, Jack trying to talk about how brilliant he was in vaudeville and that Fred was his assistant. And then Fred would talk to Rochester and say Fred was the big star and Jack was his assistant. So I love the creative ways that the rivalry was extended. Um, and uh, this particular show uh, was heavily borrowed from the radio version of October the 1st, 1944. So um, uh, uh, nine years before, and the radio version is absolutely brilliant because it has that same kind of, of rivalry um, uh, in, in this time set in the present day about uh, trying to, Jack always desperate to renew his contract and Fred coming in and messing around with it. Yeah, great. I agree. Just as you, I think this TV version is very important historically, but it, it disappoints me because it's kind of tired and old. Um, you know, that Fred is not moving at his fastest. I mean, he was in ill health, and, and part of why he didn't click in television, he'd had to get off the retire from radio for um, heart and health-related reasons. So I just, in watching the show, I felt that um, Fred looked kind of old and tired. Those bags under his eyes were a little baggy. I worried that he was actually having, in the one scene where he's talking uh, 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 and the um, Lucky Strike sponsors back is to us. I was worried that there were actually cue cards. Oh, held oh. up for Fred to read. Um, so 
but it also turns out with the, the switch at the end with the other guest appearance, well, it's spoiler alert, Eddie Cantor uh, uh, coming in and saying, hey, no, no, I want the show. This was both, um, both of these performers, it was their only appearance on the Benny television wow. show. Yeah, was, that was, was so this... funny. I didn't see that coming. I That was hilarious. And yes. I love Eddie Cantor and his energy. And, and the fact that it is just such a short scene and they comment on that at the end, I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Well, and I just love that uh, you couldn't have done this hardly any other time. It just happened to be that they could, they were they were both still around, they could do this, and yeah. uh, and and they both still, I mean, Fred, like you said, didn't look the best. Eddie looked very much like you expect Eddie to look. He didn't look like a, a, ter a tremendously old Eddie or anything like that. And, yeah. and of course, at this time, Jack's still looking for... Compared to the rest of the radio show, I mean the rest of the television show, he's he's still pretty young at this point, and so it's neat to see him yeah. at this stage. So, so there's there's lots to appreciate. Um, but uh, one person who did not appreciate the show very much was Variety's reviewer. Um, it, this is a short review, but it says, um, get this, Jack Benny had another subpar inning this second in a row in his monthly turn last Sunday on CBS TV. Perhaps the fact that he was preparing to open his vaudeville show at the current theater in San Francisco on Monday had something to do with the offish 30-minuter. It was strictly an obvious one-joke session, the joke being that Fred Allen was trying to edge in on Benny's Lucky Strike sponsor. Ladder was played effectively by Lester Matthews with looker Dorothy Green as his secretary. I love vaudeville language. It's <laughs> yeah. not vaudeville looker. The, that Benny and Allen would participate in such telegraphed, unimaginative setups with little that smacked of invention and slickness is the surprise of the waning season. The Eddie Cantor brief snapper in which he furthered the joke by making a bid for the bankroller himself almost saved the day, but it was too late. Of course, there were a few good moments. There would have to be whenever Jack Benny and Fred Allen get together, but not sufficient unto the night. Benny was his savvy self in the four-part monologue featuring Benny's Meals on Wheels eatery toted by Rochester. Ladder screamed over side by side that had an air of heartiness. In the afterpiece, Benny, Allen, and Cantor engaged in badinage and shaped up as a gem Philip before the clock stepped in to black out that and end the credits. I, I love vaudeville. I love variety language. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm... I'm I, I so sometimes the critics of early TV were hard on Benny um, because they were fighting for quit giving us the old stuff, give us something new, and I think this was an homage to um, to Fred Allen and that that long-standing feud because even um, in one of his last appearances on the Johnny Carson show that maybe you've shown us, Daryl, um, uh, uh, Jack is there with Mel Blanc. And he just starts talking about that the greatest performer of the 20th century to him was Fred Allen. So um, even though they weren't really close friends from what everything I've heard, Fred Allen offstage was a, a quiet, serious, bitter, <laughs> sometimes sour man. He wasn't the life of the party. And they weren't really close friends, but they are, are brilliant comedy partners here. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. And I... I love to see them together, and so the, this episode is definitely a worthwhile addition to all the episodes. John, you were—I think you were going to say something else too. 
I'd like to mention a couple of the references in the episode. Sure. Uh, they mentioned the the game Post Office, which was like a young people kissing game where the boys send a girl, or sorry, the boys se- send a boy and a, the girls send a girl to the closet and then they kiss and it's <laughs> and they, so they sure. they reference that in this uh, episode. Uh, the song, of course, How Much Is the Doggy in the Window, that was actually, in my generation, we sang it as like a children's song, but at this time, it was an actual, like, pop song. Well, maybe pop is the right word that you would think of, but it was a popular song. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You Bet Your Life, of course, is the Groucho Marx uh, game show, where if you said the secret word, the duck would come, and and you'd win a prize, and, and he would give trivia, and he would make his little comments and stuff like that. There was another radio show, Mr. Peepers, or sorry, a television show, Mr. Peepers, which I've never seen, but apparently it's about a, a shy uh, high school science teacher or something. Mm-hmm. I think it was and, Wally Cox. Yeah. Yeah, ah, Wally Cox, yeah. And the last one, maybe you know more about this, another show called You Asked For It. Was that like a game show? Uh, yes, I know it from Bugs Bunny cartoons. I think it was a game show where uh, almost like, uh, I want to say trick or treat, where um, maybe people wrote in uh, to see their wonderful things or horrible things. And so it was one of those surprise uh, early reality TV. You had asked for it was, yeah, it was, it was more of, I, I, maybe more of a variety sort of thing is what I might describe it as. The, the conceit, which I don't know how true it was or not, was the whole concept was you asked for it. So uh, I guess the, one of the easiest way to explain it is they redid this on uh, Happy Days for an episode, and they called it You Wanted to See It. And uh-huh. so what it is is the audience writes in letters and says, I want to see Eddie Cantor perform. And so they bring out Eddie, almost like a command performance or something. Uh-huh. And then they, they would say, oh, I heard that this fastest motorboat is is this one can we watch it and see how fast it can go? And then they would they would show you that motorboat. So a lot of it was um, going out and 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 into and watching a race car or watching whatever it was. And I kind of in my I don't know I kind of doubt that they were real letters from real people. I, I tend to think that they were. <laughs> they said, oh, we have this thing. Let's write in that Judy from San Francisco is asking us for this piece. But the audience, you know, bought into it and thought, oh, well, we can write in and get things. And, and you know, I'm sure maybe they did some or they I'm sure some of the letters will be something they already had in the can or were looking at, you know, doing. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what how the show was was based. It was all on you wanted to see this thing. And so we're bringing it to you. So, yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, then what else are we going to say about this episode? There was something else about it. But anyway, I, I like I say, very enjoyable episode, fun, fun thing to watch. And um, and oh, no, it was something you mentioned. So what was the Mr. Peepers? You bet your life. You bet your life. You bet your life. That's the one I want to talk about, because Jack later on will do a you bet your life. A recreation for his show where he has Groucho on his show and does it. And it's probably the most like authentic or whatever you want to call it. It it feels like almost like it's really the, the Groucho's show. And uh, and I just was impressed with that because I haven't seen that many places other than maybe Saturday Night Live with their Jeopardy 
jokes and that sort of thing where they kind of recreate the actual show that they're spoofing to to the degree that they do. Um, anyway, I, I, I like that. And that's, like I said, it's coming up fairly soon, I think. I want to say that's one of the early ones, 55, 56, somewhere in there, but we'll get there. Um, also, the other thing I'll, I'll point out, we don't have very many episodes from Jack's first, second, third season. As we start to get into the, I think it's the fourth season, I was surprised. I think we have episode one through like seven all in a row and that's the longest run usually we have oh we have episode one and we have episode seven six whatever and that's it for the season we have two shows i mean i, I think in this the season we're playing now i think we have three episodes i think it's the 60 piece orchestra this episode and then there's like one more i think maybe the burglary one was was part of this season <laughs> But we'll remember there he wasn't on 39 weeks a year. You Correct. know, he was only on like 10 times. So I yeah. guess percentage-wise. But, of course, we want everyone, don't we? So. Exactly, exactly. But next season, like I say, I think that's when he maybe has stepped up to 13. But I bet we have close to 10 of the 13 or 8 or something. So it's a decent amount. So it'll be fun. And next season, he's getting huge stars. We're getting Meryl Murrow's coming up here. We're going to have um, certainly uh, Humphrey Bogart, just uh, Kirk Douglas stops by with, uh, with the play. They have a, a little band that they do. I think it's Kirk Douglas. And who else is on that one? Anybody remember? I think it's uh, Fred McMurray's on there, I think. So it's, it's like a, a, a few stars on that one. Um, that was, I, I that season seemed like the season where Jack really started to turn up the star power and maybe he, his show had caught on enough that, that some people would come on and it would be like their first appearance ever in television. And you get these film stars coming across. And so it was a big, big deal. Um, but we'll get into those very soon. So anyway, now, enjoy this one. We'll go on. yeah, go ahead. If, if people are listening on the podcasts, uh, where can people see the video? Oh, good, good point. Um, with, I usually post the video to YouTube, and so they can check out YouTube, but the easiest place to get the video of all these is if you simply go to Spotify and watch um, our the podcast on Spotify, they're all in video form, so you'll see the video of, of us talking, but also of the show itself, which is even more important. I mean, some people would think. But the, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, and, and I just checked it with a friend of mine. I just wanted to, cause I knew he didn't have a Spotify account, you know, paid account. So I, I just asked him, does it work? And he said, yeah, you have to, if you just watch it, you, cause you can go to Spotify and just listen to their stuff or watch, you know, go to the podcast. But if you don't sign in at all, it'll just be the audio. But if you create a free account that, totally free and you just so that you're actually logging in then you'll be able to see the all the videos we do and everything for free and uh and they're all there back to back to back so you can just click on go to whichever one you want and we're presenting them all like i say chronologically and so i think they'll enjoy them so thank you jack, jack would appreciate the free aspect yes free is good yeah i i i, I like free i think everybody <laughs> likes free so especially in our society right now everything is so expensive but this is not so yes we, we, I, th I think Jack would like what we're doing, so I hope. Uh, anyway, we will see you folks next time. Enjoy this wonderful episode. Um, really miss Fred Allen. Wish he would have been around a lot longer and, and done some some more things for us. But he wrote some wonderful books, and his radio show is, is pretty amazing in itself. And uh, just love the guy. So we'll see you all next time.
From Television City in Hollywood, the Jack Benny program with a special guest, Fred Allen. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Lucky Strike program. Now, on our show tonight, we, um, oh, in, in case you're wondering about these, you know, my uh, producer insisted that I wear glasses when I first come out, because he said it wouldn't hurt if people thought I was Mr. Peepers. <laughs> And he, uh, he had another uh, idea, too, about my uh, standing. Uh, he made this suggestion, you know, that I stand in the center of the stage, you see, and then sometime during the performance, a big two-ton uh, block of cement fall, should fall down and hit me on the head. See? He felt that this would appeal to the people who watched, you asked for it. <laughs> thousands of requests, you know. <laughs> but on my show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as you probably know, my guest star is Fred Allen. And a lot of people think, of course, because of this feud that's been going on for so many years, that Fred and I are enemies, that we hate each other. And this isn't true at all, because Fred Allen and I are the, the best of friends. <laughs> overdoing it, you know what I mean, just a little bit. I, I wouldn't say that we were the best of friends, you know, I would just say that we, uh, let's say that we're friends, you know, just friends. <laughs> friends might not be the exact word that I'm trying to say. What, what I mean is that we're more, uh, more, uh, well, I don't know, maybe we do hate each other. <laughs> I know I can't stand him. <laughs> you know, I remember a few years ago, I must tell you this, when Fred Allen first came out here to Los Angeles, to Hollywood, to make a picture, you see. He made a picture called It's in the Bag. And the producer of this picture wanted me to play a small part in it for nothing. You know, I didn't get paid or anything. And he, um, he talked me into it by telling me that this picture would be made in Technicolor. So I was kind of anxious to see how I'd look, you know, my eyes and everything. And, uh, <laughs> he, um, so he told me uh, that this would be made in Technicolor, but the minute we started to shoot the picture, we found out that we couldn't do it in Technicolor at all. They had to make it in black and white, because due to a peculiar pigment in Fred Allen's skin, he photographs Argyle. <laughs> twice in the dressing room I put my foot in his mouth. <laughs> but what a character that Fred, what a face on Fred Allen. With those bags under his eyes, he looks like a short butcher peeping over two pounds of liver. <laughs> but anyway, uh, tonight, after our uh, ra uh, television show, the one we're doing now, I'm flying to San Francisco because I'm opening tomorrow night at the Kern Theater for three weeks. I'm playing a theater for three weeks. And the reason I'm so excited is because this, you know, the very first time I ever appeared in public was in San Francisco. I remember I 
played my violin, you see. And this was, oh, years ago. I, I, I forget just where. I know it was right in the shopping center of San Francisco. I think it was on the corner of, of Market and Taylor then. I understand there's a theater there now. But anyway, when okay, I was Mr. playing Benny, that's enough the violin at this Raleigh, Bill, will you bring the boom in a little closer so we can get the extra scenery right behind you? Good. What is it? What's that's the trouble? Fine. I mean, what, what's wrong? Oh, you won't have to go over your monologue anymore. That's fine, Mr. Benny. The length's just right. Excuse me a minute. Fellas, will you cut the house lights in back, please? <laughs> well, look, 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 I mean, it, you mean I, I don't have to rehearse any longer? Now, well, if I, well, if I don't have to rehearse the monologue, maybe I can rehearse the, uh, the sketch that I'm to do with Fred Allen. Oh, no, no, we can't go over that either because Mr. Allen hasn't arrived for rehearsal. How do you like that? I, I give a guy a job because I'm sorry for him. <laughs> I pay his bus fare all the way to New York. <laughs> show up at rehearsal. Well, as long as we stop, we might as well break for lunch. Lunch, everybody. Lunch, break for lunch. Lunch, lunch, everybody. Rochester, we're breaking for lunch. <laughs> How's everything? You got oh, everything? Just fine, just fine. fine. What do you have, boss? No, wait on the customers first. Oh, and then yeah. Ham and cheese. Uh, yes, ham and cheese, yes, sir. Cheese. Very, very yeah, good. That's it. See if the orchestra wants something, too. <laughs> um, Renly, you want a sandwich? And... <laughs> oh, don't forget to change. I want to ask you something. Why, why do you put so much ketchup on the sandwich? Well, that was an idea of mine to drum up more business. Well, how would ketchup give us more business? Well, I figured if some of it dripped on their shirts, we might get to do their laundry, too. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that. You know? That's, oh, that's, Mr. that's Benny. a good idea. Yeah. Mr. Benny. Ham or cheese? Huh? I had my lunch, thank oh. you. I just wanted to tell you that as long as Mr. Allen isn't These are here, good. not you know, spicy oh, enough. I see, I see. As long as Mr. Allen isn't here, we might as well skip the dialogue rehearsal, and we've got a lot of work to do with the lights anyway, so we won't need you for probably two hours. About two hours. <laughs> Rochester, look at I had an appointment with my sponsor at four o'clock. Now we're breaking for two hours. I, I'll, I'll be late for the... Well, boss, if you, if you don't have to do anything for two hours, why don't you go see your sponsor now? Hey, maybe I'll do that. You know, this is the day that he picks up my, my option for next year. Picks know? up your option? There's nothing to worry about, Rochester. You know, it's just a formality, that's all. You know, he just wants to be sure that he's got me. You know, oh. <laughs> you know for next year, that's oh. all. So I'll run along a team. You sell all the sandwiches and uh -huh. everything, huh? Okay. Don't forget. Oh, by the way, Rochester, while you're selling the sandwich, give them a sort of a floor show. You know what I mean? Sing and dance or something. And that way we can get the cover charge, too, you know. For the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roast beef, ham, cheese, Mr. Bass, special noodle soup. Oh, we ain't got a bell of money. Maybe ragged and funny, but we're down along, sing along, side to side.
together Doesn't matter at all We'll be back when we started. We'll travel along. Side by side. In all sorts of weather. Don't matter at all. The American Tobacco Company. I'm sorry, but Mr. Lewis can't be disturbed right now. However, I'd be very happy to take a message. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, sir. I'll see that he gets it. Yes, sir. My name is... <laughs> Mr. Lewis's office. Oh, yes, he asked me to take the information. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, I've got it. Thank you. Yes, sir. My name is... Excuse <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lewis's office. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think so. Well, it seems that Mr. Lewis is... Just a moment, please. Hello? Uh, my name is Jack Benny. I'd like to speak to Mr. Lewis, please. I'm sorry, Mr. Benny, but Mr. Lewis can't be disturbed right now. Can he call you back? Call me back? Yes. Are you at home or in Palm Springs? I'm in Stockholm. Smorgasbord <laughs> 8321. <laughs> Look, miss. I've been trying... Oh, oh, Mr. Benny, I'm terribly sorry. All right. Uh, I, I have an appointment with Mr. Lewis. Uh, could I see him? Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Benny, but Mr. Lewis has someone in his office right now. He left orders not to be disturbed. Do you mind waiting? No, no, no. Not at all. May I have Mr. Lewis call you back, please? Thank you. See, Mr. Lewis is uh, picking up my option today. That's nice. <laughs> you know, I've been with the American Tobacco Company now for ten years, and they're very, very happy with me, you know. That's nice. <laughs> then why shouldn't they be? You see, I'm, uh, I'm acknowledged to be one of the greatest comedians. Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he doesn't keep me waiting too long. I don't want to miss my rehearsal. As I was saying, Mr. Lewis... As I was saying, Mr. Lewis, it isn't that I want Mr. Benny's job, you understand. It's just that the time has come to have you put him out to pasture. <laughs> Put him out to pasture? Yes, for 30 years, Benny has been milking the same jokes to an audience that is not contented. 
over, Mr. Lewis. Well, I don't know. Taking a man like Jack Benny and putting him out to pasture, uh, do you think it'll work? Why, of course. Look, if Benny can spend the last years of his life around anything green, he'll go for it. <laughs> take my advice, Mr. Lewis. Let him go. I'll take the show over and finish the season for you. But I, I can't let Jack go like that. Besides, we've given him a contract. Mr. Lewis, you are a shrewd businessman, Mr. Lewis. I know that somewhere nestled down in that legal document that there must be a tobacco-picking clause. <laughs> Mr. Allen, why don't you sit down? Sit down? Have you ever ridden 3,200 miles on a bus? <laughs> if the sun feels like I do right now, it will never set again. <laughs> Try that chair. It's very comfortable. <laughs> no, before I'd make a change, I'd have to be sure it was one for the better. Now tell me, have you any television experience? Nobody has. <laughs> Even the voice of experience has no television experience. But I have studied the, me uh, the medium thoroughly, Mr. Lewis, and I see television as a small screen, and every performer must confine himself to a, uh, to a small area in, that, in the screen, you understand? And I've been training for that. I am ready for television because I have been rehearsing inside of a Bendix washing machine. <laughs> inside a Bendix washing machine? Yes, sir. And to make a popular slogan even more popular, now the tide's in, let's let Benny out. <laughs> Mr. Allen, uh, may I ask you a personal question? Why, of course. You see, I, I've seen you on an occasional guest appearance. Yes. Now, does that give you enough money to live on? Oh, hardly, I would say. But I have a unique talent, Mr. Lewis that uh, affords me uh, steady employment, I might say. That is, three days a week. Well, that's wonderful. What do you do? I'm a taster for Dr. Ross dog food. <laughs> dog food? I'm the Fido who knows best. <laughs> My name is known in every kennel from coast to coast, Mr. Lewis. They call me the canine Duncan High. <laughs> a dog food taster, that is unique. Well, it's a talent that I acquired uh, during a dull season of layoffs in New York some years ago. There was a, uh, things were bad, and I knew a talking dog. And he invited me over to dinner one night, and I sort of got the... No, Mr. Allen. Now, as regards the Lucky Strike program, I've no doubt that you're very well qualified. Yeah. But I must face the facts that in Benny, we have a double asset. You see, he's not only a comedian, but he also plays a musical instrument. Plays? Aren't we using the word rather loosely, Mr. <laughs> rather, let us say, Mr. Benny has an instrument. But if it's music you want, Mr. Lewis, I have come here prepared, sir. I, uh, you won't know your, you, you're sure you like music, oh, of course. Love music. Well, you won't know your office from Carnegie Hall in just two seconds here. Are you prepared? <laughs> Now, if you will uh, guarantee to, to drop Benny's option and make me the star of the show, 
I will not only do a better job for Lucky Strike, but I will give you a program with no loose ends. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you, you said no loose ends, loose the ends. secret words. The secret words. The secret words and the hundred dollars is yours. <laughs> Does Groucho know about this, does he? Groucho installed it for me. Oh, I see. <laughs> Tell me when to uh, when do I start to work, Mr. Lewis? Well, I'm very grateful for your offer, Mr. Allen, but you must give me a few days to think it over. Yes, sir. You see, I have an appointment with Mr. Benny regarding his option, yes. but I'll do my best to stall him off. Well, that's certainly fair enough. And I tell you, if you should decide to favor me, will you please call me before 9 o'clock in the morning? It's so embarrassing being pulled out of line down at the unemployment office. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Lewis. Goodbye, Mr. Allen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming by. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, Mr. Allen? It's Benny. He's outside there. He can't see me in here. I'll hide in the closet. No, 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 not in that closet. Uh, go in that one there. Oh, what's the one over there? That's right. Say, I may be in here for some time. Have you, uh... Have you got a light? Oh, why, yes, sir. I'm ready to work for the company. I'm smoking the cigarettes already. Just <laughs> <laughs> There we are. Did you get it? Yes, I am. <coughs> Miss Rockford, you may send Mr. Benny in now. Yes, Mr. Lewis. Oh, Mr. Benny, you may go in now. Oh, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Well, well, hello, Mr. Lewis. Hello, Jack. Oh, How are you? May I take Sit down, sit down. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, Mr. Lewis, I... You know, I'll never forget the very first year that I ever worked for you. <laughs> you know, when auction time came along, I was a nervous wreck. But now, I don't know, it's just a formality. It doesn't bother me at all. I just come in, you sign the contract, and that's that. It's been a wonderful association. Yes, it has been. Ben? <laughs> oh, Ben. Ben, yes, yes, it has. It's, uh, and I'm uh, fully convinced that it will continue to be, to be. It's <laughs> been a lot of fun working for you, Mr. Lewis, and uh, you've been a wonderful sponsor. And after all, where else can you find a comedian as funny as I am? <laughs> Now, Mr. Lewis, oh, Mr. Lewis, I do think that... I have the options you want to sign today. Oh, the options. Yes. Good, yes. good. Yes. That's splendid. The options. <laughs> now, uh, what is the, the first one? First the one. The, the options, hit parade. The hit parade. Uh, Ann Southern. Uh, there's Ann Southern's option. That's Robert right. Montgomery. Robert Montgomery. Now, you'll see these are put in the mail, so that they can mail. be countersigned. Yeah, but where's mine? Look yes, at, look at, look at. Well, I know, but where's, Jack, where's uh, my where option? I, look at, but my option, my option, look at, I came up here to sign an option. I mean, I mean, let's get this over with, Mr. Lewis. Let's have no loose ends. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lewis, I said, let's have no loose ends. Jack, what are you looking for? You know what I'm looking for. Groucho told me. <laughs> where, where, where's my contract? I came up here to sign a contract. Now, where is it? My desk alone. What do you mean? But it should be in the... <laughs> Mr. Lewis, what is my contract doing in the wastebasket? It, it, it must have blown off my desk. You see, when the window's open, there's a strong wind from the northeast. <laughs> 
That's funny. Last year it was from the Southwest. <laughs> Look at Mr. 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 Lewis. Now, why beat around the bush? I mean, everything we say here is we're pride. We're in here alone. I mean, there's nobody else in here but us. Jack, regretting your option. What? I, I mean, regarding your option. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. must have a little time to think it over. But I can't understand why you're hesitating, Mr. Lewis. I mean, I don't know. Something tells me that you must have someone else in mind. And I don't know. I, I don't know why you, you keep doing that to me. After all, I, I've been with the American Tobacco Company for a long time, and I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be. That's true. You were 39 when you joined us. That's right. And I've done a great job all these years, Mr. Lewis, for the American Tobacco Company. I don't know, I've, I've worked hard, we've had wonderful shows, and I, I've, so, I've sold the product, and twice I, 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 I let you exercise the, uh, the, the tobacco picking clause. We didn't exercise it, you held us to it. <laughs> well, I, I still can't understand why you're doing it. There, there's some reason why you're stalling. Jack, you're taking the wrong attitude. I haven't come to any decision about dropping your option. It's just that I, that I, I want, I want to think it over for a while, just for, say, four or five days. Hmm. Well, all right, I'll, I'll wait. Uh, four, four or five days. Yeah, that's right, Jack. Now, where can I get in touch with you? Well, just call your secretary. I'll be sitting in the outer office. <laughs> Don't forget now. Don't forget. Oh, you got the wrong. Fred. Fred Allen, what are you doing in that closet? Believe it or not, I'm playing post office. <laughs> post office? Kiss me. <laughs> but Mr. Lewis, there's something fishy going on here, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. What's Fred Allen been telling you? Uh, Jack, there's no need to get excited. You know the entertainment business is very competitive. Oh, so it's competitive, huh? So that's it. Fred Allen, you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself coming in here and trying to get my job away from me. Well, gee, Jack, I had to do something. I've eaten so much of that dog food, they've written a song about me being in a window. <laughs> Well, I still say you ought to be ashamed of you. Well, I guess I am a heel, Jack. But always remember, next to a, to a heel, you always find a good soul. And I'm quoting from that famous poet, Tom McCann. <laughs> Fred, after that awful joke, I shouldn't forgive you, but I will, because I know you didn't mean it. Well, okay, Fred, now listen, let's forget all about it. We'll go out and have a cup of coffee. Don't forget to send for me, huh, Mr. Lewis? Oh, no, okay. yes, yes. Well, I'll see. I thought they'd never leave. <laughs> Now that they've gone, let's talk business. What do you want with Fred Allen? What do you want with Jack Benny? With me, you've got a young man who can sing, who can dance, who clocks his hands, rolls his eyes, and I'm so friendly. Mr. Lewis, you'd never remember. <laughs> Jack will be back in just a moment, but first, 
A word from Dorothy Collins. much, ladies and gentlemen. Naturally, we were only kidding about my sponsor not picking up my option because I am signed with the American Tobacco Company until I am 40. <laughs> they didn't know what they were getting into. <laughs> oh, Fred, Fred Allen, come on out here, will you, Fred? Fred, it's really been nice having you on the show, and you were wonderful. Well, Jack, you won't believe this, but I tried to louse the whole thing up. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. But, Fred, let me ask you, is there any truth to that about eating the dog food? Oh, yes, three times a day I have yeah. it. Well, doesn't it upset your stomach? Well, no, it doesn't bother my stomach, Jack, but eating out of the bowl is hard on my knees. <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eddie, Eddie Cantor, come on out. <laughs> Eddie, I want to tell you it was just wonderful you to come in here just to do this one little bit on the show. Jack, I want to tell you it was my pleasure. No, 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 Eddie, it was my pleasure. Believe me, Jack, it was my pleasure. Eddie, ladies, believe me, it's my Ladies pleasure. and gentlemen, this shows you what happens when two straight men get together. <laughs> What'd you say, Fido? What? <laughs> Come on, give me my red hot and let me get out of here. No, listen, I'll tell you what. You fellas have been such good sports. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite you both to my house to dinner tonight, and I want you to bring your wife. Oh, that's about, nice. Well, I'd Jack, rather... Jack, I've never been to your house. How do you get there? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, look, at you go two blocks. You're covering me. Oh, You're covering oh, me. <laughs> You go, Eddie, uh, Fred, you're Eddie. My name is Sam. No, this is Fred. This is Fido. Look look Jack, Fred. Fred, look at Fred, 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 look at You go two, you want to know how to get to my house? Yeah. Now, you go two blocks to your right yeah. till you come to the California Bank, California you see. Bank. Then you go four blocks to your left till you come to the Bank of America, Bank you of see. America. Then seven more blocks to the right till you come to the Citizens National Citizens Bank, Bank, you see. Bank. Then you keep going.